Let freedom ring this afternoon at 2 with Sean Hannity. Right before Joe Walsh at 5 on AM560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. I know everyone is focused on the uh, FBI report, the supplemental Kavanaugh report that will not be released to the public, but will be provided to, uh, has been provided to all 100 senators, as well as 10 Senate Judiciary Committee staffers so they can read the report to their bosses after this morning's water aerobics. And, um, but, but President but, Trump read it early this morning. Mm-hmm. He was the first to read it. And White House saying uh, nothing new here, essentially. So let's uh, move this thing along and vote. But they're missing the big story. Which is? That uh, Ander- uh, Gloria Vanderbilt's killed kid Anderson broke this whole thing wide open by getting the exclusive with uh, none other than James Roche. Yes, James Roche. Of course, you know him. The James Roche. Yeah, Kavanaugh's uh, freshman roommate at Yale who uh, had this to say about what he observed of Brett Kavanaugh's drinking on campus during the year in which they were in common quarters. Brace yourself. I would say with some confidence it was at least once, maybe twice on the weekends. Uh, It may have even been uh, during the week. (gasps) Not during the week. He may have uh, drank even heavily once, maybe twice on the weekends, and the possibility of drinking during the week cannot uh, be uh, dismissed. Uh, uh, uh. Stunning revelation. Um, also, a stunning revelation to Vanderbilt's kid. Who clearly is not athletically inclined when you hear this question. Yeah, n- even James Roche in this, uh, this kind of <laughs> breathless interview where you're asking stupid questions, but with you know sort of very authoritative, authoritative, uh, probative way. So it sounds like this is um, important. Edge, yes, this is an exclusive. Um, can we impugn Kavanaugh's credibility on the basis that he said he was focused on his athletic pursuits as well as academics? Because how could he play a game of pickup basketball if he drank on Saturday night? Actually, one of the things that he testified to us about was how focused on not only academics, but also sports he was, in particular basketball, uh, doing very hard workouts, and the implication being that that is not an activity that somebody who drank to the degree which you say he drank would be able to do. Oh, that's just nonsense. Uh, I was a uh, varsity athlete and I hung out with a lot of athletes, uh, you know, top athletes, athletes that can play at the collegiate level. can drink and work out. Yeah, uh, I don't think that there's anything that precludes one from the other. Uh, Anderson Cooper, let me introduce you to the life story wow. of Mickey Mantle. <laughs> I mean, uh, Babe Ruth. The, these conversations we're having uh, and are being had on the cable news talk talkies are so absurd. Uh, I think Tom Cotton captured it nicely on Tucker yesterday. It, it is it is pretty amusing to see Democratic senators pouring over a high school yearbook as if it were the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, that's about right. For more on this topic. We're pleased to be joined by Sean Davis, who is the co-founder of The Federalist, thefederalist.com. His uh, most recent piece on the topic at hand, Republicans have a simple choice. Vote to confirm Kavanaugh or get slaughtered in November. Well, it looks like that vote is forthcoming very soon. Sean, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So um, what is your sense of where things are at now that uh, the characterizations of this new report are in the public sphere 
and uh, McConnell still pushing for a vote before the week is out? Well, I, I think we're <clears throat> actually where we were last week. Um, despite a multi-week smear campaign and a character assassination campaign from the left, um, there is zero evidence, none, zero eyewitnesses, zero forensic evidence, zero corroborating evidence that Kavanaugh did anything uh, remotely similar to what he was charged with. So we have no evidence. All we have are cockamamie uh, allegations and smears from people on the left. So the question we're left with now is, uh, will Jeff Flake and Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins vote based on their feelings, uh, or are they going to vote based on the facts and the evidence? Because the facts and the evidence are clear that Kavanaugh didn't do these things. He has a great judicial record. He should be confirmed as the next Supreme Court justice. Well, they're arguing now that he doesn't have the judicial temperament because he fought back during that second confirmation hearing. Yeah, that, that's um, – I, I actually – I almost had to applaud that as one of the most Kafkaesque things I think I've ever seen in, in politics. <laughs> Uh-huh. You sit there while we call you a rapist, and don't you dare uh, raise your voice against us in anger. Um, I think Brett Kavanaugh's uh, statement last week is what saved his uh, nomination to the Supreme Court. Everyone was down on him after Ford came up and did her baby talk and her quivering, and I don't remember this, and I don't remember that, and here's the fifth version of my story. Kavanaugh's defense of himself was so forceful and so full of righteous anger it was a joy to see somebody finally stand up um, to the smears from the Democrats and the media establishment, uh, the smear complex. Uh, that performance is what ensured his nomination, and they hate him for it. Well, I mean, and this is the last refuge of the uh, cultural Marxist scoundrels, isn't it? I mean, this is nothing new. But questioning his temperament is the same thing that the likes of uh, our senior senator Dick Durbin does routinely, where – He'll uh, compare you to Pol Pot and then demand that we, uh, you know, demand that uh, we reinfuse civility into our politics and and, and T-Bone Booker uh, decrying the rancor, the partisan rancor that is now beset the beltway because of Kavanaugh. Right. I mean, it's it's just absurd. And it shows that um, uh, projection is always the soup of the day at the uh, the Dems uh, daily lunch. I mean, this idea that somehow people on the right are totalitarians for fighting back against unfounded smears. Um, if you look at it, the term credibly accused, which is what we've seen tossed around so much, it's nonsense totalitarian doublespeak. There, there is no such thing. Credibil- credibly accused means we've already convicted you and you need to confess. It yeah. doesn't matter if it happened. Just as, as they did with the Stasi in East Germany, we know what you did. Now it's time for you to confess because we have accused you. That's not how things work in this country. That's a great, credibly accused. That's a great point. That is an Orwellian phrase. Um, I wanted to get your take on uh, the Wall Street Journal op-ed this morning. We're all deplorables now, and it sort of flies uh, in formation with something Lindsey Graham said the other night on Hannity, which is the Democrats have done what I couldn't and nobody could, which is to unite the Republican Party. The Journal opines this morning, Republicans across the country can see, and certainly their senators voting on Judge Kavanaugh should realize that the left hates them as much or more as uh, than they loathe Mr. Trump. Conservatives understand that for the American left, they are all deplorables now. Do you think that is taking hold and it helps in part explain why uh, the Kavanaugh variable is boomeranging on Democrats a little bit in key congressional races? I could not possibly agree more with that. Um, and just to give an anecdotal observation, I never have personally been a big fan of Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell. 
but somehow through the magic of dim uh, smear machines and smear campaigns, I found myself applauding both of them. Yep. They, they have done the unthinkable, which is unite all the different factions of the right, which have been so fractured in the era of Trump. People who didn't like Trump, people who didn't uh, vote for him, uh, have been united with people on the far right who were wearing MAGA hats in early 2016. It, it's just been an amazing spectacle to watch how the Dems just stepping all over themselves to somehow manage to unite everyone on the right against them. So if uh, Kavanaugh is confirmed, they're saying they could take a vote as early as Saturday. Do you think that if the Democrats take over in the midterms that there is going to be any repercussions for Kavanaugh? Oh, there will always be repercussions. Uh, these people on the left never stop. The, the Inquisition never stops. Torquemada never rests. Um, so it doesn't matter if Democrats take Congress in November or if they take it five or ten years from now. To this day, they're still smearing Clarence Thomas for things he mm. never did. Yeah. So no, they will never let up. They will never rest. They will never stop running inquisitions against their political enemies. Well, um, although I mean, I thought Kamala Harris, uh, you know, made an admirable call yesterday during the um, the heady discussions over at the Atlantic's uh, Ideas Conference to when she told the president to stop being mean. Uh, and um, I don't, you know, I, does she mean mean like you know, like Jackson Costco, the twenty-seven year old? Uh, Democrat congressional intern who was arrested Wednesday for doxing Republican senators. Is is that the kind of mean she means or the the people accosting Ted Cruz or Sarah Sanders at restaurants? Is is that the kind of mean she thinks we need to stop? I mean, uh, it's not just how Kavanaugh is treated. It's how everybody uh, on with an R next to their name or who's not, you know, kind of vociferously per, uh, pushing torches and pitchforks in the direction of Trump are treated. And I just can't imagine even the Flakes and Murkowskis and Collinses of the world don't see that. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, look, we in the last year we had a U.S. senator uh, physically attacked and assaulted, um, beaten in his own yard. We had a field full of Republicans nearly massacred. We were having senators hounded at their homes, hounded at their airports. We have Democrat congressional staff doxing senators. Um, we have Maxine Waters uh, telling people they need to get in the streets and take action. Um, so, yeah, I find it laughable that anyone on the left would stand up and say, how dare you get in the way of us taking you out? It's, a, it's obscene and it's absurd. Um, of the 10 people that they're saying that were interviewed by the FBI for this background check, not the you know criminal probe, Mark Judge, P.J. Smith, Leland Kaiser, Deborah Ramirez, <clears throat> was Mr. Kavanaugh interviewed at all for this? Well, he was interviewed for several hours by the U.S. Senate, as was Christine Blasey Ford. There have mm -hmm. been a lot of people out there saying, how could the FBI possibly do this without talking to them? Well, the FBI is assisting the Senate uh, in compiling information so the Senate can make a decision. The Senate already deposed Kavanaugh and, uh, and Ford. So the idea um, that the FBI had to go out and re-interview them when both of them already said under oath they had said everything they know. I think it's kind of silly. Um, they had the facts, and what they did is they went out and they tried to find corroboration, and from everything I've heard, they found none. He is Sean Davis, co-founder of The Federalist, thefederalist.com. Check out his latest piece. Republicans have a simple choice, vote to confirm or get slaughtered in November. Hopefully, Flake, Collins, and Murkowski peruse that piece. Sean Davis, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. It was a privilege. Thank you. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. 
Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The Answer.